Thank you for listening to a podcast of Rock Church. For more information on sermons and events, connect with us online at rockchurchnow.com or search Rock Church Now in the App Store. Our theme for the year is? Some of you are half asleep. Let's try that again. Our theme for the year is? I'm feeling a little bit better. I love how so many of you people are waking up including myself, and I love how we're manning up and we're stepping up. We're, we're taking this theme to heart. Uh, Pastor Steve did an incredible job last week, setting me up for success. I love it. He talked about waking up to the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you guys were able to catch that message, but I would listen to that uh, after you, if you didn't get a chance to hear it because it will really help this message make more sense. But he talked about the Holy Spirit being a person, Right? And uh, he's the third person of the Trinity. He is not an it. He is a person that you and I can have a relationship with. Someone say amen. And he is divine. The Holy Spirit is divine. He is God. Understand that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. Today we're going to get more into how the Holy Spirit kind of works in our lives. I guess that's the best way to summarize my heart. So waking up to the Holy Spirit part two. So we're almost a quarter of the year is over. You guys realize that? Uh, when the year started, beef cost three ninety-seven a pound, and gas cost three twenty-eight a gallon. I mean, I just feel encouraged right now. <laughs> when we woke up today, according to my stats, beef cost four fifty-nine a pound. And gas costs four forty a gallon. Can you see this going the wrong direction? And when you wake up tomorrow, when you wake up next week, and when you wake up next month, how many know I do not want to go there right now? Yeah. I don't want to discourage you too much. By the way, I heard yesterday on the news that wheat prices are skyrocketing. I said wheat, not weed. <laughs> the look on some of your faces was panic. You were concerned. <laughs> I said wheat prices are skyrocketing right now, all right? All right, let's try that again. Almost a quarter of the year is over. Um, Here's the question. What and who are you really waking up to? And are you only waking up to ESPN, social media? Wake up in the morning, you're waking up to CNN and, and Fox News first thing you do is you go to your phone and you answer your 17 texts, right? Are you just waking up to temporal stuff? It's just a question. I mean, a quarter of the year is over with, right? What are you really waking up with? Stress, worry, anxiety, anger? Are you still waking up with offenses? Are you waking up with unforgiveness and or bitterness? Are you waking up with self-righteousness? Here's another question. Who are you waking up next to? Hello. I know that's a whole other message. I'm going to go there. Now, here's a good question. Challenging thought. If If you've not changed what and who you are waking up to, you're not taking our 2022 theme, wake up, very seriously. I mean, stop and think about it. A quarter of the year, gone. We've been talking about waking up since the first Sunday in January. And all I'm, all I'm saying is, if you've not changed anything, doesn't mean you don't love Jesus, but you surely don't like our theme, right? A quarter of the year, guys. So, so how do we change? How do we change our beliefs? I want my beliefs to change, some of them. Our behaviors, our lifestyles, even our thinking, right? Our thought life. I want my thought life healthier in April than it was in January, amen? I want to change. I want to wake up to how I, how I think, right? So how do we wake up? I would say we wake up with the power, the person, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's pretty much my answer. We've got to wake up with the power come on now, the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's how you change, That's how you get transformed. 
We'll talk about that a little bit later, a little bit later in the message. Um, I'll never forget years ago, uh, my son Nicholas, who just left, um, he was a toddler, and we were laying in my bedroom together watching TV, and I clicked on the old Spider-Man cartoon. How many remember the old Spider-Man cartoon? How many are too young to remember the Spider-Man cartoon? Would you like me to sing a song for you? Because I can do that. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, help me out, church, does whatever a spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, comes Spider-Man. I'm going to do that way better in the second service after I wake up a little bit. So we're watching Spider-Man together, and I sense the presence of God, okay? I just, you know, I know the presence of God is everywhere. I get all that. But I'm laying in bed, I'm with my kid, and it's just this God moment. I don't know if you've ever had one of those where you're just like, you can just feel God in the room kind of a thing. You just sense the spirit of God, you know? So I reached for the TV clicker to put on some religious station. And the Lord's like, no, I don't want to watch that, you know? I'm kidding, all right? You know? So then I, I just went to, I went to take it off or shut it off. And I, this is what I felt in my heart. I felt like the Lord said to me, don't shut it off. I want to watch Spider-Man with you. And I, the first thing I thought was, God, I didn't even know you liked Spider-Man. <laughs> and that may be a silly story, all right? But it was a heart revelation for me, all right? Because, because I realized then, I, even though I knew it theologically, I realized that God's presence, God's spirit is always with me, right? I don't, you, could be watching, you could be watching the lions, and I want you to know the spirit of God is with you, and you're probably going to need them, right? So, so understand that before we move on to anything, you need to stop this, you know, I'm inviting you, Holy Spirit, because I want you to know he's already there. Now, I'm not against the comment of invite because that shows humility, right? It shows you want him there. But theologically, I want you to know he dwells in every believer. When the, pay, the place is packed with 30, 40, 50, 400 believers, man, oh man, you better get out of the way because the Spirit of God is present in a powerful way. And the psalmist kind of brings that out. In Psalms 139, I think I told you to turn there. We will start in verse 7. Um, listen to this stuff. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my, my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness, come on now, will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. For, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them became to be. How precious, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Where, where can I count them? They, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, come on now, I am still with you. That's some good stuff. 7A, where can I go from your spirit? Listen, Christian, you ain't going anywhere from his spirit because he lives in you. Where can I flee from your presence? You can run from God all day long, but I'm going to tell you right now, he's hanging with you. You can't flee from him. Verse 18, when I awake, isn't that good? When I awake, I am still with you. Hopefully, we're getting a little bit of a revelation of this. The only question is really this. 
is are we aware, okay, and are we awake that God's spirit is with us? That's really the only question, is are we aware that wherever we go, whatever we're doing, the spirit of God is with us? Are we awake to his, to his spirit? So I'm going to give you five, maybe six Holy Spirit wake-up calls. Number one is wake up and talk. Wake up and talk to the Holy Spirit. So when Kim and I first got married, um, I'm not sure what it was, but we used to talk a lot in our sleep. And I'll never forget one, one day I, I, I got up and put my hand on the bedroom doorknob and Kimmy screamed, I mean screamed, don't go out there! I mean, that'll freak you out a little bit. You know, honey, wake up, wake up, wake up. So a few months later, I paid her back. We're sleeping face to face, right? You know, and in the middle of the night, I grabbed her face and I just screamed. Aah! I mean, that's a, good, that's a good revenge right there, baby. We were talking face to face, screaming face to face. How many are glad you don't have, well, I was gonna say, how many are glad you don't have to sleep with me? Praise the Lord, all right? Listen to Exodus 33, verse 11. It says, the Lord, the Lord would speak to Moses, what? Face to face as one speaking to a friend. Now, if you know anything about theology, you, you know that this is before the Holy Spirit was indwelling believers, right? Today, believers, believers can talk to the Holy Spirit face to face all the time. Here, Moses Okay, didn't have the Holy Spirit. This is before the cross, and this is before Pentecost. But he, he was talking to the Lord face to face, talking to God face to face. Today, we can talk to God, the Holy Spirit, about anything, including personal and global battles. Anything, right? Face to face, we can talk to the Lord. With what's going on in the world today, you do not want to have to face or go face to face without talking to the Holy Spirit. Man, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have to face with what's going on in the world today without the indwelling Holy Spirit. I know he's there, but I want to be aware of that, right? I want to make sure that I understand that and I'm functioning in that. From spiritual attacks to cyber attacks, I want to know that the Holy Spirit is with me, right? You and I best be waking up and talking with God, the Holy Spirit, because he's the only one, guys, who will always listen to you. I'm going to know your wife is not going to listen to you. Some, somebody say amen to that one. You know what I mean? Your husband's not going to always listen. Your pastor is not always going to listen to you. That's why it's so important for you and I to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because he is the only one who will always listen to you. So my question is this. How often are you talking to and listening to God's Spirit? How often are you talking to and listening to God's spirit. Another question would just simply be this. How is your relationship with God the Holy Spirit? How's your relationship with God the Holy Spirit? Quarter of the year's over. Maybe this first quarter, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you didn't talk to him all that much. How many of you know you got three quarters of a year left to start talking with the Holy Spirit and talking to and listening to the Holy Spirit? Number two would be wake up and walk. Walk with the Holy Spirit. So I went on a mission trip probably 30 years ago to Toronto of all places, right? I want to talk about some, some incredible streets to do some evangelism on. Go to Toronto. And when we first got there, got out of our bus, they were, they were divvying up individual people to stay in homes of, of people that live in live in Toronto. Christian families would just, I'll take you two, and I'll take you two, and I'll take you three, that kind of a thing. Well, I was one of the leaders of the team, so, so, the, so the pastor of this mission came up to me and said, oh, you're one of the leaders? I suggested you'll be staying in the parsonage. I went, praise the Lord. I get to stay in the parsonage. And he went, it's right over there, 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 there. I think we have a picture of that parsonage, don't we? There it is, right there. Okay. okay. I was flipping out. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking I'm going in this beautiful parsonage, you know. They're going to bring me tea and crumpets in the morning. Uh-uh. The house looked exactly like that. And I think those four characters were hiding somewhere, right? And I, and I was flipping out a little bit. And, and, and my, one of my friends who 
was this, I guess you would say he was the assistant leader of that team, okay? Um, he was a sleepwalker. And the very first night in that mansion, he went sleepwalking, all right? And I want you to know I was flipping out big time, all right? I'll leave it at that. Now, we are in this old, nasty, creepy mansion, okay? And this guy is sleepwalking. And I want you to know what's going on in the world today is a little bit more than some creepy stuff. It's a little bit more than some spooky stuff. That's why it's so important that we are spiritually awake when we're walking, right? And we're not sleepwalking. Some of us are kind of just, we're just spiritually sleepwalking, right? We're Christians, we're going to heaven, but we're kind of spiritually sleepwalking and God wants us to spiritually wake up and walk with him, amen? Listen, life can and will be worse than spooky and creepy. I know a lot of people right now that are are living with a lot of stress. I know a lot of people right now that are living with a lot of disappointment in difficulty, it's dangerous, it's very deceptive. Can I strongly encourage you to build your relationship with the Holy Spirit and walk with him? Listen, walking in the flesh or by yourself or sleepwalking is thinking and living like God only hangs out with you at church. I know that's basic, but, but a lot of people think that the Spirit of God only hangs out with them at church or, or, or some people, that they don't, they're walking in the flesh and they don't think that the Holy Spirit is with them when they're getting ready to act in that inappropriate way. And you fill in the blank with which, whatever that inappropriate way is. But a lot of people just think that they can just compartmentalize the Holy Spirit and say, you stay over here, why go act inappropriately, inappropriately over here? I mean, no, you're acting inappropriately over here, the Holy Spirit's with you, just saying. But that's, 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 that's sleepwalking, that's walking in the flesh, right? That's not walking with the Spirit, you know? And today, many people are just, just too busy They think they're too busy to talk and walk with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you right now, that's fleshing out because he's with you everywhere. I'm going to tell you right now, you can talk to him and walk with him wherever you go. That's really important. And some of you on your way to church, on your way home from church, on your way to work, you need to be talking and walking with the Holy Spirit, especially if you're driving down Hall Road. Somebody say amen. (laughs) I talk to the Holy Spirit all the time on Hall Road. I talk to Jesus too, just saying, all right? So really what I'm saying, guys, is this. First, we have to personally wake up and believe the person, going back to Pastor Steve's message, the divine person of the Holy Spirit wants to talk and walk with me. So we're not just talking about like, you know, Pastor Steve's talking last week about like some force that lives in us. I mean, stop and think about that. God, the divine person of the Holy Spirit wants to talk and walk me and you. Please take advantage of that. Amen? Now, walking in the Spirit is when we we wake up and we walk with the Spirit. Say that with me. With the Spirit. Say it with me. I'm going to point you out. With the Spirit, right? Listen to Galatians 5.25, Apostle Paul. I'm going to read it first in the New King James. If we live in the Spirit... Let us also what? Walk in the Spirit. Let me read that again. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. That same verse in the NIV says this. Since we live by the Spirit, let us what? Keep in step with the Spirit. Very similar. So my question is this. What if God wants to start walking and moving differently in your life? I'm going to tell you right now, the Spirit of God is on the move. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. The Spirit of God is stepping out, right? And he might not want you to be walking and or stepping the way you have the last two years, five years, 20 years. He's on the move, right? The question is just, would you and I be able to keep in step with the Spirit or would we be half asleep? Because the Spirit of God's moving. I said, the Spirit of God's moving and he's moving in your life. And he's moving you forward, amen? He doesn't want you to stay stagnant or just settle. 
He is moving forward. He is walking. He is on the move. And my question is this. If he begins to speak into your life and say, I want to move differently in your life than I've moved the last five years, 20 years, 30 years, would you and I be open to that? Because he's on the move, right? He's walking. Or we kind of yawn our way, you know, you know, a mile or two, okay, or a kilometer or two behind him. Or would we keep in step what? With him. You see the difference? You're sleeping, you're way behind. He's kind of like, come on, I got some work for you to do. Let's impact this generation. And you're kind of like yawning half asleep behind him. And he's trying to prod you on to walk with him and keep in step what? With him, amen? Again, with what's going on in the world today, we best be walking with God, the Holy Spirit. Anybody got some personal roadblocks or obstacles? If you're not raising your hand, you're definitely not walking in the spirit. You are fleshed out, all right? I have not met a Christian on the cutting edge of Christianity who doesn't have an obstacle or two or a roadblock or two. I do not want to have to try to walk, okay, into that roadblock or through that obstacle in my flesh. When I face that obstacle, when I face that roadblock, guys, I want to face it with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not even getting into potential uh, chemical warfare. Hello, talk about waking up, all right? That could be on the way too, just a thought. Number three, I'll move on. This is the favorite one I want to talk about. Wake up to what the Holy Spirit is up to. Let's wake up to what the Holy Spirit is up to. Again, the Holy Spirit is on the move. He's starting movements. He's got some incredible momentum going on right now. And you say, well, how do you know that, Pastor? I know that because Galatians 5 tells me to walk with and keep in step with the Spirit. That tells me he's moving, right? I also know he's moving because of what Revelation chapter 2 says in numerous places. Whoever has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is what? What the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let me read that one again. Whoever has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Because today, the Spirit is saying a lot to local churches. I'm I'm telling you, the Spirit is saying a lot to local churches. Here's the question. Are we hearing his voice? Are we hearing his heart? Are we hearing his help? Because he wants to help the local church today. In fact, that's one of his characteristics. He's the helper, amen? I don't want to try to do church on my own. There's one thing I know that the Holy Spirit is up to today is he wants to help the local church. He wants to help the local church. Now, I heard on Wednesday, I don't know if this is true, but I heard on Wednesday at a rise, um, the ladies were making fun of me because I don't hear so well. Do we have a picture of that? Yeah, there it is, right. That's me just, just before I got my ears cleaned, and they didn't have a bib that was big enough, so I had to use a little kid's bib, all right? This is about five months ago that they cleaned my ears out. It took them like 25 minutes. They had to get a drill, and it was wild, man, all right? So the ladies put this on the screen, and I may not have the exact context, but they were making fun of your pastor because your pastor can't hear, all right? My question is this, from a spiritual perspective, Are you and I hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit? Are are we hearing what he's saying? Because it's one thing to spiritually struggle to hear. It's a whole other animal when uh, physically, when you physically can't hear something, that's one level. It's a whole other level when you spiritually no longer can hear the Holy Spirit. It's so important to be able to hear his voice and he will never tell you to do something that's contrary to the scriptures. Somebody say, amen. All right, so here's the question. What is God the Holy Spirit saying these days? What is God the Holy Spirit doing these days? What is God the Holy Spirit up to these days? I don't know, if I was you, I would wanna know. I would wanna know what the Holy Spirit is up to. And I believe what Revelation chapter two says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. I believe that if we will get our ears in tune with the Holy Spirit, we can hear what he's saying to the churches. And I'll give you a few thoughts. 
Wake up. God the Holy Spirit is up to preparing God's people for works of service. Ephesians chapter 4. God the Holy Spirit is up to purifying God's people. He's purifying his bride. He's purifying his church right now. 2 Corinthians 7 and 11. God the Holy Spirit is toughening up his church. Hello. You want to stay fluffy and soft, you're going to have a hard time dealing with the Holy Spirit right now because he is toughening up his church. He is strengthening his church, 1 Peter chapter 5. Right now, the Holy Spirit is separating the sheep from the goat, Matthew 25. The Holy Spirit is separating the wheat from the chaff, Luke chapter 3. The Holy Spirit is warning his people, Galatians chapter 5. I want to tell you right now, there are so many verses of Scripture where the Holy Spirit is warning God's people. The Holy Spirit is waking up his people, Revelations chapter 3. What else is the Holy Spirit up to? The Holy Spirit is up to new things, Isaiah 42. The Holy Spirit is up to empowering God's people and God's church, Acts chapter 1. The Holy Spirit is up to giving out visions and dreams, Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit is up to distributing gifts of grace, Romans chapter 12. The Holy Spirit is up to giving supernatural gifts, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And the Holy Spirit is out giving new hearts and new life, Ezekiel 36. That's a good time for an amen. Don't tell me the Holy Spirit is not on the move. He is up to some incredible things right now. Ultimately, he's given out new hearts and new lives. New life. That's what the Holy Spirit is up to. Now, here's my thought. If we choose to stay spiritually sleepwalking and or if you do not wake up, you will miss out on what God is up to. And I don't want to miss what God is up to. I do not want to miss what God, the Holy Spirit, is up to right now in his local church. And I don't want to miss what God, the Holy Spirit, is up to in the world. I'm not saying I understand it all because I really don't understand it all. I don't think all, any of us know in full what God the Holy Spirit was up to during the pandemic. What was he up to? I don't want to miss that. I don't know if I have a good answer for that, but I got a feeling he was up to something. What was God the Holy Spirit up to with all the political chaos that we dealt with last year or the year before, or even today? And what's the Holy Spirit up to when you see such political chaos going on in, in our world. Even the national power trips that are happening right now with Russia being invaded, right? Russia invading Ukraine. My question is simply this, what's the Holy Spirit up to? What is the Holy Spirit up to? If you think God is okay with normal Christian living, wake up. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Because some of us, you know, we just think that, that the Holy Spirit is kind of sleepwalking and he's not, he's up to something, right? You know, if, if you think the Holy Spirit is, is, is up to, not up to something, you need to, you need to wake up. He's, not, he's, he's trying to change normal, normal Christianity. If you think he's up to just normal church services and normal church activity, then we're going to miss out. Because I'm a firm believer that the Holy Spirit is waking and shaking up his church. Amen? So if you think, you know, I hear this all the time, I can't wait till we get back to what? normal, all right? We're not going back to normal. Normal is what got us in trouble in the first place. I'm just saying, right? Some of you are really excited because we set the sanctuary chairs back up to normal, all right? I've heard some really good comments like, oh my goodness, we're getting back to normal. No, we don't want to go back to normal. All I can say again, that's what got us in trouble. And I don't really know the answer of what the Holy Spirit is up to. I just know this, that, that, that normal is like nodding off. Like some of you right now, all right, you know? And he does not want us nodding off. He wants us alive in the spirit, doing incredible things in him and through him. Somebody say amen. amen. So if you want to go back to normal, you're going to miss the Holy Spirit because he's way past normal. Amen? Whew. All right. Number four, wake up and be led, led by the Holy Spirit. So whether you know it or not, right now, your life is being led by something and or someone. Question, are you awake to the Holy Spirit's leading? Are you awake to the Holy Spirit's guidance? Or are you asleep 
and led by the latest trends? Or are you asleep, led by the latest worldly movements? I'm just being real right now. You're right now, whether you know it or not, you are being led by someone and something. Are you awake? Are you asleep? Are you being led by the latest whims and the latest fads? Maybe the latest frenzies. Is that a word? I just made it up, all right? Are you led by the latest fashions, the latest fears, the latest craze, the latest obsession? What is leading your life? Are you spiritually asleep and still being led by your flesh or your feelings? You know that's a pet peeve of mine. Are you still being led by your fears? Are you still being led by your opinions? That's classic. Are you still being led by your impulses? That'll get you in trouble, amen? Some of us are just led by our impulses, man. Whatever we feel, whatever we think, we just say it. Man, I just spent some time with my family at a wedding yesterday, and I want you to know 84% of them are led by their impulses. Okay, I mean, they say whatever they want, anytime, whatever's on their mind, it's just like, blah, I'm like, get me out of here as much as I enjoyed myself, right? The food was incredible, just a thought, right? Are you led by your personal preferences? Some of us are just led by our past and or our pain. We don't even realize it, but, but the decisions we're making today are not led by the Holy Spirit. There's some pain from our past that's leading us. I'm gonna talk more about that in a couple weeks. But some of us, we're not being led by the Spirit. The pain in our heart hurts so much, we're making some really poor choices and really poor decisions because we're letting our past and or our pain lead us. How many know what I'm talking about? I've been there. It's not a fun place to be. Others of us are, are led by our circumstances. Whatever's going on in our lives, our situations, all right, that leads us, and we're not really being led by the Spirit. We're led by triggers. And we know what that word's all about. We hear a phrase, you know, and it kind of triggers us. I was in a conversation this week, and, and I'm just going to be real with you. I didn't handle myself as, as good as I should have in the first couple of minutes because they said a word that triggered me, right? And the next thing you know, I was getting a little frustrated until they backed up and said, yeah, I said that, but that's not what I meant. I meant it from this perspective. And I was like, thank you, because that word triggered me. That's really on me, it's not on them, amen? I let something they said trigger me and lead me into an attitude that was, wasn't proper. And I've been there, it's not fun. However, the worst thing to be led by is your truth, you know? That's a classic one going on right now. I know that's more for the second service, okay? But there's a lot of people being led by your truth. Ah. Uh, so we need to wake up and stop being led by some of those fleshly things. Some of us, are, 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 we need to wake up because we're led by man-made traditions. Our traditions lead us, not the truth of God's word, right? Others of us are, are led by legalism, right? We're led by man-made rules and regulations. Others of us are led by self-righteousness, Right? In the world today, there's, there's a lot of counterfeit and false spirits leading people. And instead of being led by counterfeit and false spirits, how many know it's time to be led by the Holy Spirit? See the difference? But you got to know the word or you can't discern whether that spirit is true or not. Is it a false spirit? The best way to know if a spirit is accurate is it doesn't line up with the word of God, right? Very difficult to discern spirits if you don't know truth. So well, the last thing I want is any of us to be led by counterfeit spirits when we have the opportunity because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to be led by the Spirit of God. Stop and think about that. All right. I think I said that, I think, real quick. I mentioned this earlier, but I don't want to miss it. Sadly, sometimes believers will try to say that the Holy Spirit is leading me to do something that violates God's word and or God's character. How many know if you're getting ready to do something that violates God's word and God's character, that's not the Holy Spirit? I'll say that again. How many know if you're getting ready to do something that violates God's word and or God's character, you're not being led by the Holy Spirit? 
You guys still aren't convincing me, all right? Thank you. Some will say the Spirit of God is leading me to cause conflicts or the Holy Spirit is leading me to cause divisions or the Holy Spirit is leading me to cause disunity. How many know that's not the Holy Spirit? I'm getting a little better, okay? Some will say the Spirit of God is leading me, you know, to, to cause other believers to fall, to stumble, okay, into sin. How many know if something you're doing is causing or contributing to, to, to help others or, or to entice others to stumble or fall into a sin, that's not the Holy Spirit. Amen? There can be certain things in your life that you are free in Christ to do. I'm not going to get into that list, but there are other people they can't go there. And you know that. Yet they're hanging out with you and you're doing something that you know potentially will cause them to fall into sin. And it's really important that we remember that because God does not want us to lead anyone to fall into sin because of our careless freedoms in Christ. Now, I don't have time to expound on that in a fuller way, but I think you can get the heart of what I'm trying to communicate. All right. I love what Jim Cimbala says before we move on. He says this. He says, if we choose to turn left when God wants us to turn right, we cannot expect God to support the plans we made on our own. We'll get much better than that. Talking about being led by the Spirit. If you choose, I'm just going to be real with you, if you choose to be led by self, you choose to be led by your pride. You choose to be led by your pain, your past. The list goes on. Don't blame that on God, right? Don't blame that on God. Because Jesus said in John 16, 13, he said this. But when he, come on now, the spirit of truth comes, what will he do? He will guide you into what? Into all truth. So the question is, are we allowing the spirit of truth to guide us. And that word guide in the Greek actually means to lead, to teach, and to show the way. So when Jesus says, when Jesus says he will guide you, he's basically saying that the Holy Spirit will guide you, he will lead you, he will teach you, and how many know he will show you the way? Please don't miss that. It's fuller than just guide. It's more than guide. So question, how in the world are you making daily decisions? thought I'd throw that out there. My encouragement is to wake up and get in God's word and to wake up to the Holy Spirit's leading and guidance. How do you do that? You ask him. You have not because you ask not. So ask the Holy Spirit for guidance in daily decisions. I'm not saying that when you get to the grocery store and you're looking at, you know, the 17 different kind of jellies that you need to seek the Holy Spirit, Okay. I mean, you know, that's silly. When I first got into this, I got a little bit careless and goofy, and I'm at Kroger, of all places, and I see all these jellies, and I'm like, God, it's such a tough decision. Which one shall I choose? And I felt like he said to me, the one you like. All right, you know, you know, all right, so I don't know. We're not talking about that kind of stuff, but we are talking about daily decisions. Who to hang with, who not to hang with. What ministry to be in? What ministry not to be in? Should I, even big purchases. Man, oh man, I mean, Kimmy you know, and I, we were, we're so unified when it comes to the big purchases. She never goes out and buys a Jeep and puts it in my parking or my driveway and goes, I just felt like the Spirit of God led me. You know what I'm saying? You know? We're just so unified on that. And sometimes people will tease her. You got to ask your husband. She goes, I don't have to ask my husband. I want to be in unity with my husband. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to big decisions like that. Every now and then she goes and gets her nails done a little bit too much, but that's another story. All right. All right. That's a whole other story. All right. You didn't hear me say that. All right. Jake, get that off Facebook Live. All right. I think you're hearing my point, hope, anyway. I'll throw this out too. With all, with all the immoral pressure today, this is really important. Do not make up your own moral standard. Wake up to the Holy Spirit. You know, that's huge. Because if there's anything going on right now, there's a lot of, I'm gonna call them Christians, all right, that are making up their own moral standard. 
right? They need to wake up and follow the Holy Spirit, right? There's a ton of corruption right now. It is off the charts. We've got to wake up, make sure that our moral convictions are based on the scriptures and that we're talking, walking, and being led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Number five, we're almost out of here. Wake up and live life through the Holy Spirit. This is mammoth. This is the one that you do not want to miss. Because what we need to wake up to, again, is the divine God has come to live in you as well as through you. You need to get a heart revelation of that. That should excite you and, 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 and encourage you and inspire you that the creator of the world says, I want to live in you, right? Not only in you, but here's the key. I also want to live what? I want to live through you. The Christian life was never meant or intended to be lived on its own. Quit fleshing out and trying to live the Christian life in your own, in your own strength. Right? You live the Christian life through Christ's strength, through his power. His power works in you and through you. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. The Christian life is not a life of trying. It's a life of relying. Some of you have been trying really hard to live holy. You've been trying really hard to make good godly decisions. You've been trying really hard in your relationships. You've been trying really hard to, to, to treat your spouse with respect. Quit trying and start relying. I mean that. It's so important. I know it doesn't seem like much of a difference, but it's a huge difference. Way too many Christians are trying, trying, trying to be fruitful. <clears throat> you don't try, you rely. And when you rely on the Holy Spirit... He will make you fruitful. Amen? <coughs> All right. Where am I? Let's talk about the enemy for just a second. Because the enemy wants you trying to live the Christian life. He wants you doing that. And, and I don't know what percentage, but I bet you it's a higher percentage than we would man up to that are trying to live the Christian life. In your own exhausted, half asleep, nodding off, Strength. That's why you're so exhausted. One of the reasons why so many Christians are exhausted is they're trying to live the Christian life in their own strength. You're trying to keep up with everything this world is throwing at you and the few things the church is throwing at you. You're going to get exhausted. The enemy wants you trying to live the Christian life on your own, in your own strength, stressing out and freaking out. I don't think the Christian life is a life of freaking out. Amen? Can I get an amen on that? That doesn't mean you don't have a season or a time where you, you have a day or two where you freak out, but there's not this, there's not this uh, uh, practice of freaking out and stressing out. But so many Christians are freaking out and stressing out. And I'm telling you, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world, but it's because they're trying to live the Christian life on their own. They're not saying, Holy Spirit, help me today. I need your strength and I need your power. I want to rely on you in me and through you, through me. Amen. And they're kind of dozing off, you know. Christians are just kind of dozing off instead of God's presence being alive in them and through them. Great quote from Hudson Taylor. I wish I could apply it more often. But he says this. He's a China, uh, missionary to China years ago. He said this. I used to ask God to help me. Then I asked if I might help him. I ended up asking God to do his work through me. Isn't that good? I mean, old Hudson knew it, knew what was going down. And I got to be honest with you. I'm going to be really, really transparent with you. I don't know how this is going to come off. But when we first got in this edition, there was a lot of personal pressure. Um, and there was even some people pressure, you know, to, to, shall we say, grow this thing exponentially overnight kind of a thing. So some of it was just my flesh and some of it was people in my ear pressuring me, you know, to fill this thing up 14 times a week or whatever. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but there was a lot of pressure, and a lot of it was self-induced, and some of it, again, was just people in the congregation. And, and you know, I, I felt like I was getting caught up in it a little bit, and I was pushing, pushing a little bit, maybe a lot, all right, trying to 
you know, manufacture this thing and, and, and make it happen kind of on my own. What's really cool is the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and said, ain't no more of that. It's time to stop that. Now, he didn't use the word ain't. That's my English, but I think you get the point. And I began to realize the same way this church started, where's Kimmy? She's not here. In 2002, you can tell her I said that, okay? That it started in the spirit, right? This thing grew in the spirit. Are you hearing me? We weren't pushing anything. We weren't trying to conjure anything up. There was no leaders that were fleshing out trying to make it happen. We just abided in the vine and the fruit fell, right? You, build, you put up a big building like this and all of a sudden you're flesh and people start getting in your ear and you try to make it happen on your own and it's so cool and freeing. My spirit is free. I'm maturing. I know it's hard to believe, but this is mature, all right? Okay, I'm freed up and I'm getting more mature and I'm just going, God, you started this thing in the spirit. You're going to finish this thing in the spirit and I'm tired of trying to make it happen in my flesh I'm going to allow you to do your work in me and through me, in you and through us. Somebody say amen. Amen? All right. So why don't you stand? All right? This is going to get a little intense here. Um, As we talk about not wanting, making sure that that our Christian lives are connected to the Holy Spirit, He's working in us, and he's working through us. Some of the stuff I spit out throughout the message, but I'm going to pound it right now. Let's talk about pandemics for a minute. How'd you get through that? You got through that in the flesh, you're a hot mess. I remember the the first three or four weeks of that, I was flipping out. Some of you knew that. And again, I began to relax in the spirit of God, I don't know if the pandemic's fully over yet, but I'm here to tell you, you do not want to go through another pandemic if there is another one on your own. The protests and the riots that took place in our nation. I don't want to try to figure all that out in my flesh. I need a dose of the Holy Spirit to be able to discern what's going on there. I hope those days are over. Inflation that's right now off the charts. Some of us are freaking out because beef and gas prices are off the charts. How many know when you're walking and talking with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to freak out, man. You're going to walk with peace. Someone say amen. Despite inflation. I'm not saying we can't have a, 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 a conversation of why. I'm just here to tell you who cares about the why. I want to know what and how we're going to walk and live our lives despite this. We have the Holy Spirit to help us fight through this aggression. I had somebody come up to me, I won't tell you who it is, and they're like, I don't wanna give to the Ukraine, I wanna go over there and do something about it. I said, well, we'll we'll buy you a ticket. He wrote a check, but anyways, you know, I'm just saying that that stuff is intense. Trying, Trying to figure out what's going on with aggression and things of that nature on your own without the Holy Spirit helping you. Sometimes we say things in the flesh or we post things in the flesh and we think we dropped the mic and the Spirit of God saying, I never told you to post that. That was flesh on any of these topics. I'm just saying. I told my staff on Wednesday, I asked them what, the, what was coming up this November. They're like, Pastor, your birthday. I said, I know that. Who can tell me in America what's coming up the first week of November? What's that? Bunch of elections. Do you know how much fun it was going through elections about a year and a half ago as a pastor? I came in every Sunday with the joy of the Lord, you know? And I told my staff, I said, you need to put something in planning center that jumps up in early October. I said, because Rock Church is not going through this upcoming election without a dose of the Holy Ghost. I mean it. I mean it. 
whatever that means. I said, it's gonna pop up on our planning center, our calendar, and it's gonna remind us every staff meeting that we pray for one another, we pray for our church, that we do not flesh out and just make a bunch of fleshly comments, but we walk in the spirit. It's coming up, all right? November, and so is my birthday, all right? You know, uh, you know, again, we talked about some of these things. Let's get a little bit more personal real quick. Whether it's trials, triggers, attacks, habits, hangups, hurts, struggles, scars, none of that was intended to be lived without the Holy Spirit. I got into some of the, the national stuff, but let's bring it home. Your habits, your hangups, and your hurts, and your struggles, please do not try to deal with that on your own. Amen. And the last wake-up call, number six, is receive new life from the Holy Spirit. If you're out there today and you've never received new life from the Holy Spirit, this altar is going to be open. This altar is going to be open. We're also going to pray for Christians. Amen? That we tap into the Holy Spirit. The beauty of new life is you don't just get new life, you become a new creation. You get a new heart. Come on now. The Bible says you get a new spirit. It even says that when you give your life to Jesus, you get a new attitude. Amen? You know? So if, if that's you, when the band begins to play, just come over to my left here and there will be people here that will pray for you. Just tell them what you want prayer for. If you say, if you say I've never asked Jesus into my heart, I I don't have a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, and I want that. Just when the prayer team's here, when someone asks you what you want prayer for, just communicate to that. Communicate that. The last question I have is this. And this is for you Christians. That's 96.4% of you. And it's simply this. God, where are you? God, where are you? Because some of you might have that question right now. You do a really good job of coming in here saying praise the Lord but in your spirit. And when you walk out of here, you're basically saying, God, where are you? And I'm here to tell you, he is with you. He is in you and he wants to live his life through you, amen? But sometimes our emotions are like, God, where are you? Where are you? Well, the old statement is this, he hasn't moved, right? We probably have moved away from him. Or, according to what I shared today, he's on the move and we're not keeping up with him. So maybe, maybe you need prayer for something like that. God, where are you? To my left. If you just want to seek the Lord and just have a Holy Spirit time, to my right. Father, thank you so much for reminding us today that the divine person of the Holy Spirit dwells in us and is with us. Your presence goes wherever we go. Make that real. Give us a heart understanding and revelation of this truth. May we experience and encounter your presence with us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. His altars are open. That concludes this week's podcast. To stay up to date with all things Rock Church, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram as Rock Church MI.